0: a walk in my stilettos where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host McKinney Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding but what inspires me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. Today's guest, we have Jacqueline Genovese. She is the founder and CEO of Jack Flash, an interior designer with a passion for fitness and nutrition. Her company, Spaces by Jack Flash, is an award winning design and decor firm and she's built fitness by jack flash to be a sisterhood to not just get physically strong but also mentally so from her roots in fashion to her women's wellness and entrepreneurial workshops jacqueline genovese is not your average interior designer so please welcome to the show jacqueline thank you
1: so much hi everyone I'm so excited for this interview.
0: <laughs> it's an honor to have you on. I can't wait for you to share your gems. You've been in this entrepreneurial space for a while, so can't wait to be inspired and learn mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. So what, what I love to do is to start the show with an icebreaker and to ask, because all the women who come on, you know, we all have so many different titles that we go by and a title that we are called so many times a day that doesn't get enough recognition is our name. So, my mm-hmm. question to you is Jacqueline, do you know what your name means?
1: Oh my gosh, I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've looked it up at, at one point, but I haven't looked it up in a long time. Do you know what it means? Um, and you know,
0: it's funny enough. Normally, I Google everyone's name before the show starts. So, I have like a heads up. And. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, you know what? I'm just positive. She knows what her name means, so I don't need to Google it. Oh my but that's god! Fine.
1: <laughs> um, Here, Jacqueline is a feminine given name. It is a variant of Jacqu- Jacqueline, a French feminine form of Jacques. It means supplanter or possibly may God protect. Wow, okay. so fancy. Okay. That's so cool. I can't American believe I've never names. done that before. All right. I didn't even know what that means. <laughs> I hope I'm protected.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: you are. You are.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I'd like to ask another simple question: What did you want to be when you were a little girl?
1: when I was little, I wanted to. I wanted to be a singer. Um, mm. I was in choirs. I was in a choir called the Toronto Children's Chorus, which is a very hardcore strict choir that you have to audition for I was in that from 6 to 12 so we like would perform at the Roy Thompson Hall um and from there I got into playing the guitar and songwriting and I was obsessed with Jewel if anyone knows who Jewel is from Mm -hmm. back in the day um and then surprisingly my major in university was opera singing oh wow Yeah, quite random. But I still, I still sing just for fun. Like I I sing every Friday night with a pianist. um, And we're gonna do a couple of recordings, but obviously nothing that I'm like, really um, pursuing professionally at all, just kind of just to stay within my passion. So yeah, that's what I wanted to do growing up.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. So I mean, I guess that speaks to your creativity, because, you know, you have a fashion background. And Now you're designing Mm -hmm. spaces. So being in the design space, was this something you wanted to do for a long time or how did that come about?
1: Interior design? um, My family is very into design. Like I I remember even my bedroom growing up. um, I remember all my friends could put like really cool posters on their walls and everything. And my room was like perfectly designed and I couldn't really (laughs) add my own touch to it. So I had, our house was always, immaculately designed and clean and tidy. And um, I think my dad got it from my grandma because she owned an antique shop growing up and she was actually featured in Chatelaine magazine. Um, And she was an entrepreneur herself. So I think I get it from her, but how Mm -hmm. I started Mm -hmm. with interior design, it's actually a funny story. I used to own a clothing store on Queen street West in Toronto called Jack Flash. And I opened the store, I think it was 2007, and loved it. It it was like a huge success, probably one of the biggest boutiques in the city. And But after like five, six years, I started to... I just felt like I wasn't learning or growing, and I wasn't waking up jumping out of bed in the morning anymore. So I knew mm-hmm. I needed to change. So I decided to... Well, I thought my two options are either open another store, or... Close the store and you know, just kind of figure out what I want to do from there. So I decided to close the store, and everyone was devastated except for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Are you serious? You are Jack Slash, like that is your identity. What are you gonna do? And I had a really big dog um, named Gunther at the time, and I adopted him when he was nine and he was like 13 or 14, so he was getting old. Mm -hmm. And because I lived above the store with him. I wanted to move I needed to move so I wanted to move into a house that um had a backyard for him but because my budget was not crazy enough to buy a, a glam house I m- rented and moved into this like creepy haunted looking house <laughs> um so I moved into the house and my friends and my boyfriend at the time were like you're literally insane for moving into this house I don't understand why you're doing this. Just move into a nice condo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? This will be great. So within two weeks, I'd redesigned the entire house, painted it, put up molding myself, um, changed all the light fixtures, just did everything that I could do. I didn't own the space, so I couldn't do any like rentals or anything, but everything that I could do just to make it my own. And um, my friends and family came back and they were like, this is insane. I don't understand how this is the same house and how you did this so quickly. Can you do my house? So <laughs> I started doing my friends and family's houses um, and condos and just kind of got my foot in the door and experience and grew my portfolio there. And then another friend of mine, he played for, he played for the Raptors. He asked me to do his place. So from there, I got I got a lot of press. And then the spaces by Jack Flash was born and I just it just grew the brand kind of organically at that point and I decided to hire staff from there who knew all the technical side of things. So I didn't actually go to school for it but no. all of my staff did. So they can do all of the floor plans, they can do all of you know, HVAC plans, electrical plans they can do it all. And I kind of just oversee the design intent of everything. And um, I've learned a lot over the last five years, but I really love it.
0: I think it's beautiful that you speak to your evolution of Jack Flash and doing, you know, interior design and designing spaces. It blew up and you didn't go to school for it. And Mm -hmm. you were smart enough to know that you can delegate so your staff totally. has all been been schooled in it but you've used your creative side to build a business and a brand and you just hire on the, the brains necessary for the technical stuff that you don't know how to do. I think that's brilliant totally. because yeah. there there's so many women out here saying I can't do this because or I need to go back to school in order to do this. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. totally that's... limiting themselves but you basically looked at the situation and said hey, I'm going to delegate. I'm going <laughs> to hire the expertise mm-hmm. that I need and use my creativity and my God-given you know, skills and, and ability to build this. That's beautiful. I love that.
1: Thank you. And to be honest, um, I first started out because I couldn't afford to hire staff on salary or anything. Um, I actually first started out by uh, finding a guy on Kijiji that did floor plans for 40 bucks a pop. Mm. So, you know, you really have to just build Um, like I was saying, build it all organically and kind of like take it one step at a time, just build slowly so that you'll, you kind of know when you're ready to hire staff and when you're even just one person and then two people and then three people, even sometimes depending on the time of year, I'll have a lot more people working with me in the spring and summer because that's when interior design is booming. And Mm -hmm. then in the winter months, like December to probably February, everyone's traveling, everyone's spent all their money on, you know, gifts and everything for the holidays. So I know that um, December to February is usually not as crazy for me. So I'll kind of staff depending on the time of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But the actual, the great thing about that is that fitness is booming from December to February. So that is kind of great for me because I can really concentrate on fitness in those months and then uh, interior design the rest of the year.
0: Okay, so share with us how Fitness by Jack Flash began.
1: Fitness by Jack Flash began, I started just over a year ago. Um, My wellness journey began probably three years ago. I was just constantly sick. I like, I would either have some kind of infection like this is horrible but I would either have like a bladder infection or I would get my nails done and I would get a a cuticle infection and have to go on antibiotics for that or oh god I went to Coachella one time and I thought I'd be you know proactive by not having to wear makeup during Coachella so I got fake eyelashes on and I woke Mm -hmm. up the next day before um, my trip to Coachella with a huge eye infection oh, and had to get goodness. them removed. <laughs> so my immune system was just horrible. So and doctors weren't helping me; they were literally just putting me on antibiotics, and mm-hmm. that seemed to be that making things more worse. Problems. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I went to a naturopath and did a bunch of tests, and she put me on a new nutrition plan that was based around my food sensitivities um and also really worked on my gut health and that changed everything for me it changed my entire life my energy just it was really a a lifesaver for me and after two years of working with her my energy was starting to come back up and she suggested that I start working out again because I was always really sporty when I was growing up but um I kind of like took a break when I was just concentrating on work and I wasn't feeling so well. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: Mm -hmm. I started working out with a trainer and kind of posting my progress. And within three months, I posted a kind of like a before and after picture just to show for myself, like how much muscle I really gained and how strong I felt. And the response was crazy. Women were messaging me saying, I want to work out with you. What are you doing to work out? So I, from there, decided to do a fitness workshop, which was Fitness by Jack Flash.
0: Awesome. You speak to the importance, because um, you, you, know, you talked about your gut health and how you transition when you're dealing with medical doctors versus dealing with a naturopath. And mm-hmm. I think people underestimate what they eat. You know, They think it's just food, totally. it's whatever, but you really are what you eat. And it oh, took man. me learning just the same as, as you did you know my, I was dealing with an autoimmune disorder, and I was constantly sick mm-hmm. and realizing that just through fruits and vegetables and things like that, I was supplementing with natural stuff, giving my body mm-hmm. what it needs so that it can function as it should and then, for about two years straight, I had no symptoms from the fibromyalgia because I was on heavy um, antioxidants with fruits and vegetables. And people are like, "What are you doing?" I was—I wasn't even working mm-hmm. out regularly. You know, I had more mm-hmm. energy. My skin looked better. My hair was growing. My nails are growing, and it was just from the fruits and vegetables. Totally.
1: Yeah, I don't put anything in my body that doesn't nourish me. Which seems kind of—it seems like a little extreme, but for me, like with the journey that I've been through with it all, it doesn't. It's just not worth it for me. Like having. I know that some people are like, oh, have some cake here and there or like, it's a weekend. Why don't you splurge? For me, it's just not even worth it. And I don't, the negatives kind of outweigh the um, positives of of eating bad food for me. So yeah, I'm pretty strict on my diet.
0: Yeah, especially if you're aware of your body and and how it feels, Mm -hmm. that one piece of cake can throw you off for a whole three days. Oh yeah. I, I, I totally get it. I had first cut out just eating red meat. And then I went to a health workshop by a a guy who used to be a medical doctor and his wife Mm -hmm. used to be a medical pharmacist. And they both left that industry for a more natural industry and totally turned me off of meat. You know, they showed Mm -hmm. slides and videos and all this stuff. And I completely had cut out eating meat, especially chicken and my body felt amazing. Like it was an adjustment at first, Mm -hmm. obviously, because I was starving. I didn't know what else to eat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I felt amazing. And I find now Mm -hmm. it's been maybe almost three years. And right now- Every now and again, I'm like, oh, you know, my boyfriend has a piece of meat on his plate or he's eating chicken wings. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. one chicken wing won't kill me. And just that one chicken wing, I'm telling you, I'm feeling it now. (laughs) My body is punishing me. Wow. I have been sick for like the last three, four weeks.
1: (laughs) Wow. You know what's crazy too is that everybody's different. So I was actually a vegetarian for eight years um, Mm -hmm. before... I started seeing my naturopath and my particular body, I need a lot of fat and I need a lot of like, like healthy fats Mm -hmm. and I need, I actually need meat. So that's something that I changed. I actually added meat, but for someone Mm -hmm. like yourself, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to, I mean, you can do food sensitivities and see what you're actually allergic to through. I think even your doctor, you can do the test as well, Mm -hmm. which is very helpful, but everybody is different. And what I eat every day And what is good for me might be totally different from what you eat. So you also can't really like copy someone else's diet. Like when people are like, oh, what do you eat? I wouldn't suggest everybody eating everything that I eat. They probably need a different kind of diet for their body.
0: Totally agree with you. I mean, we all have, you know, our metabolisms go at different rates and, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all built differently. So we we all definitely require different
1: things. Totally. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So I want you to speak to what inspired your um, WEW, your Women Entrepreneur Workshops.
1: Same kind of thing as Fitness by Jack Flash. Almost everything that I have done today has just happened organically. But I had girls, probably 10 girls a day messaging me or emailing me asking me for coffee and saying, I just wanted to pick your brain. And, and I was thinking of starting this company or um, I wanted to get into interior design. I'd love to, to take you out for coffee. And as much as I would want to fill my day with socializing with these incredible <laughs> women, I just don't have the time for it. So right. I decided to put together a workshop on um, and kind of just like feel it out and see if people would be interested in, in coming. And I had a wait list of like 115 people oh, within wow. two days for this workshop. And the space only held, I think it was 80, 80 women. So, I still have waiting lists for the next one, which I'm not sure when I'm gonna do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it came to be. Just like I kind of listen to my followers and listen to what people want from me and then and then just pursue things from there.
0: I think that's smart. I mean, a lot of female entrepreneurs, you know they have an idea and they want to create this business and generate all this income, but they're not necessarily listening to their audience. They're not really mm-hmm. um, solving a problem. So then you know when they're not making as much money as they like, they're wondering why they're not so successful but I think it's very important that you you listen to your audience and you're basically providing solution to their their problems mm-hmm. it's so a lot of fun too. and of course you know you're you're serving and if you en- enjoy what you're doing it doesn't necessarily feel like work right mm-hmm. so what adversities have you had to overcome to get to where you are today
1: Adversities.
0: I feel like I
1: think the biggest sorry go ahead
0: no I was gonna say I feel like Every woman that's come on the show, you know, people look up to them. They look up to their success and what they've attained and all their accolades in order to feel like you're relatable or, you know, social proof. Like they want to mm-hmm. know what have you had to deal with so that they could say, oh, my God, like she dealt with this and and still managed to do all these things like I'm experiencing that. But to know mm-hmm. that she overcame that.
1: Um I think that the the biggest adversity for me was overcoming the fear of, of what people think about me. So if it, if I was going to listen to everybody and be worried about what people thought, I'd probably still own the clothing store, Jack Flash, and I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be doing that well because I wouldn't be passionate about it. So, you know, I own the clothing store. Everybody was like, there's no way you can close this store. This is horrible. Um, like you're, what are you going to do? I didn't have a backup plan. My backup plan was to start my online store. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I just think like the more that you care what people think, the less you're kind of following your heart, to Mm -hmm. be honest. And the less that you're following your heart and the less that you're passionate about things, then you're not, you're really not going to do well. And I find that a lot of women that I've talked to are actually really hard to really nervous about failing,
0: of which course, is something yep. that
1: I think that you have to do. And I always tell the women that, um, you know, there's tons of businesses that I've done that, that haven't blown up per se. Um, I still think that they're incredible businesses, but I'm not embarrassed about them by any means because they haven't turned into huge successes. I think they haven't turned into huge su- successes because I haven't really had the time or the passion to put into those projects. So One example is a a company called House 11 that I started, Um, and it was essentially like as as an interior designer, I found that there was not a lot of affordable art available unless you're going to like go to HomeSense or really do your research. So, And I had like students and people contacting me all the time saying I'm an artist, I just graduated from school and I have a lot of art, I know you're an interior designer, I'd love for you to show my artwork to your clients. So I started house 11 and, and it it was such a cool idea and my clients loved it, but I just didn't have the time to put into it and to manage like 15 different artists mm-hmm. um, and kind of push them and, you know, make sure that they meet deadlines because a lot of the time I would ask an artist, oh, can you do this painting in the next three weeks, but because they're not, they had full-time jobs as well a lot of them because they had just graduated from school they didn't have a lot of time to do it so it was just one of those things that just didn't succeed how I would originally want it to but I also mm-hmm. didn't put in the time or effort that I think that I should have another one another company that I started is called the shoe vault which is really really cool there are these um, acrylic shoe boxes I've done them for a couple of NBA players and they're obviously a very high-end product mm-hmm. and it's just acrylic shoe boxes so you know these basketball players a lot of them have crazy amounts of designer shoes and they're just like hidden in the back of their closets I had one guy that had like three of the same shoe YSL shoe and they're like mm-hmm. $2,500 <laughs> dollars a shoe and he just kept buying them because he forgot he had it <laughs> <laughs> so, so wow wow So I actually started that company because of him and um, I designed these shoe boxes. And again, same thing. Like I just, I still think it's an incredible company, but I don't have the time to travel and really like get, I'm not really in the whole shoe industry at all. Like I just don't really understand it. Mm -hmm. So it's, I just didn't push it at all. But to me, Like, some people would look at that and be like, oh, she started this company. She used to promote it. She doesn't anymore. That's a failure. But to me, that's not a failure at all. And I just keep trying new ideas. Just continue to try any idea that comes to your head. And if it succeeds, it succeeds. If not, you'll learn something from it. Exactly. Um, And that's, I think that's been the main adversity that I've had to work with is just, like, not caring what people think. Just do you and every day, do what makes you happy and just explore.
0: I I think that's a big one. I mean, um, when I first connected with my mentor um, back in 2013, um, something he would always say in one of his talks is, why do you care what people think? If you listen to Mm -hmm. what people say and you watch what people do, they will tell you and show you that they're not thinking. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're over here hung up on what the neighbors think or what so-and-so thinks about what we're doing when in actuality they're not thinking about what they're doing. So why are we giving exactly. them so much power?
1: Exactly.
0: Speaking of mentors, um, have you had any mentors along the way to help guide you throughout any of your businesses?
1: Um, I wouldn't call them mentors per se, but a lot of people, like people that I kind of, have around me all day every day are my mentors in the same in some kind of a sense so one of my best friends is melissa andre she is a big event planner in she's from toronto but she recently moved to los angeles she's like a celebrity event planner and she's incredible and her and i are just always going back and forth with different ideas she's always Teaching me like the because she's been doing design for like 10 years and I just started five years ago, so she's always teaching me like the legal sides of things, contracts. So she's been kind of like a mentor in that way for me. And my boyfriend as well, Jabril, he owns a clothing store called Get Fresh on Queen Street West in Toronto. It's a Uh, men's. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so him and I were always working like. Even if we're going out for dinner together and we have a date night, we're just talking about work because we're so passionate about our work. We're all always brainstorming different ideas together. Yeah. So I'd say like less mentors, more just like surrounding yourself with people that um, have similar goals as you and have been through the same kinds of things as you. So I guess those
0: are kind of like peer mentors.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Okay. So speaking of your boyfriend, uh, we were speaking before and you mentioned that you are trying to have a baby. Did you want to share with us how that how things are going and how that process has been?
1: Mm -hmm. I've been trying we've been trying for about a year and I'd say like three or four months now. It's pretty crazy because I just remember from like 15 to 30. I spent 15 years trying not to get pregnant, (laughs) thinking that it was going to be like, just like so nervous about it, always so careful. I was on birth control for 10 years. It's so crazy, because you just don't think about it until you're actually trying. And then since I started this journey of, of trying to conceive, I, it's been like, I've just learned so much about myself and my body. And even though it's, it's a tough experience, it's kind of been like a positive ex- experience in that sense. And it's also really pushed me to just get healthier and, and every like, just be totally meticulous about my body and everything that I'm doing and putting into my body. But yeah, I think moving forward, we might try IUI in the near future, which is Mm -hmm. where they like wash the sperm, and then they insert it into your uterus. So we'll see Mm -hmm. how that goes. But it's just insane how many women like since I opened up about it, so many women are struggling with infertility and um, I wouldn't even call it infertility because I feel like there's always there's always hope for it but um, yeah it's just it's the community is just crazy how many women are going through this.
0: You know it, it never surprises me you know when you open up about something that you are either struggling with or that you've gone through that this tribe of of women that can relate, you know, start to come forward. Mm -hmm. It's like a a community of of support. I have a couple of friends who had trouble conceiving. And when they were trying really hard, they were getting frustrated with the process. And the minute they actually stopped trying is when they got pregnant.
1: Oh my God, everyone says that. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, go on vacation. But the problem with going on vacation too now is that everywhere has Zika, which is the... Yeah, it's just really annoying. But yeah, so many people have told me like, as soon as you stop trying, is when it's going to happen. Kind of easier said than done because you're like, oh my god, my clock is ticking, and every month counts, is what the fertility doctors tell you. So you're like, I can't just stop trying for four or five months because that's like a waste of four (laughs) or five months. It's such a battle. (laughs) Uh, I totally understand. (laughs)
0: you know be be at harmony with the universe honestly just like take things as Mm -hmm. they come sometimes we're you know trying to force things ahead of their time but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely praying for you and and keeping you both in my thoughts positive energy going out there (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome so with everything you have going on with all these companies and trying to have a baby and mentoring women like what is your self-care routine
1: I just make sure that i schedule everything in and that and everyone around me knows my self-care schedule so like tuesdays at three o'clock i have acupuncture and fridays at 8 p.m i have my vocal lesson which for me is like very therapeutic and i have scheduled workouts in i make sure that you know the beginning of each week i schedule in where my I work out at Equinox, so I schedule in where my yoga work uh, workouts are going to come in throughout the week, and I meditate as much as I can. I've actually been going to, um, I've been doing hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy for fertility, and I actually did it for public speaking as well. It's called RTT, Rapid Transformational Something, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, they basically hypnotize you which isn't as scary as it seems but they hypnotize you which seems more like a meditation state like you can you can kind of get out of it whenever you like you can just open your eyes at any point kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and they do that for like two hours they kind of go through all the blockages so something could have happened to you when you were like three years old that you didn't really remember or think related to your your fear and they kind of go through it all and unblock you. And then they do like a ten to thirty minute recording that you have to listen to every day for twenty one days. So I'm that's part of my self care regime right now is listening to my uh hypnotherapy recording. And that has actually it's really, really changed my life. Just like the power of the mind and positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Um and before I did uh hypnotherapy for public speaking, I I would not I probably wouldn't even accept it have accepted this podcast interview because I was so shy and nervous and as soon as I did it like three weeks later I was doing I did like a footlocker panel talk I started speaking a lot more in my workshops which I never really would do because I'm not the trainer I always have a yoga instructor or a trainer so I would be kind of be like no you guys talk no and I'd be like nervous <laughs> just waving in the background And I also do, I I did the Women's Entrepreneurial Workshop, which was like a big one for me because I just had to literally speak for like two hours. But that changed, really, really changed my life. Like I'm going to continue to do it for any time I'm like, oh, this is making me nervous, hypnotherapy time. It's really cool. (laughs) Like everybody should definitely look into that.
0: I think that's awesome. I think I can totally relate to everything that you're saying because I used to be extremely introverted. Like I'm still introverted, but I used to be so mm-hmm. introverted that I would rather like get shot in the foot than stand on stage and speak in front of, you know, a group of people. So back in two thousand and fourteen when I started doing public speaking, it was all through a lot of the training that um, I, I do with my mentor Bob Proctor, it's like really getting into your subconscious mind and internalizing and dealing with you know, the blockages of why we think the way exactly. that we think and moving forward. And like you said, the whole positive thought, but I, there's so much more to it that I wish people understood.
1: But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I, I think it's, uh, I think it's great that, you know, you've been able to come out of your shell and and to do these, these talks and, and allow yourself to evolve.
1: Mm-hmm. And the book, um, I don't know if you've read the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm no oh my gosh it is literally life-changing it's one of those books that you I reread like every six months because you kind of slip out of the mindset but it's just you have to look it up and read it it's just all about being kind of more conscious about everything that you do and not Mm -hmm. labeling things in your so you know you see a bird and you're like oh there's a bird there's a pigeon and like that's that but then Eckhart Tolle's way of of life is kind of just like wow! Like don't label it as a pigeon. Don't label it as, a, it as anything. Just look at it and just like be in the moment with everything, mm-hmm. and everything around you just is so incredible and beautiful. Like even looking at the window right now, the the trees like in the wind. It's just ev- everything. You just see the whole world in a in a new light. So that's been really helpful for me as well. That book.
0: I love it. I'm going to write it down. You said a new earth.
1: Yeah, a new earth.
0: Yep, yep, I'm gonna get that book. I'm gonna okay. add it to my reading list. Thank you. So <laughs> my my next question. I read this article that basically can describe your personality based on your favorite type of shoe. So it's no surprise that I'm obsessed with stilettos, hence my brand. But <laughs> my question to you, Jacqueline, is what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a boot? Is it a running shoe? A flip-flop, a stiletto, a flat, a loafer?
1: I would say a boot. I don't know how. Are you talking about you wear like a pump, pump for, stiletto or you just mean like any kind of stiletto? Because I don't know how women wear pumps. <laughs> like I, I don't get it. I look at them and I'm in awe. I'm like, you guys are actual incredible <laughs> beings. I don't get it. Um, I don't boots, but like, something about a pump. So I definitely need ankle support. I think I like like a some kind of a heel, like thick heel boot, like a chelsea like a boot, a oh. heel, uh. not, not like a wedge, no. okay. so kind of like a, boot? an ankle boot, boot. yeah, high heel boot, let's say, not stiletto though, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll do a stiletto when I'm going out on a rare occasion, but
0: yeah. So... It says, the person who loves wearing high-heeled boots will always be the one to take control of the situation. They're quick on their feet and able to make clear, rational decisions. This woman is exceptionally self-assured, so people around her feel instantly safe in her hands. Wow,
1: that's
0: so funny. Does that, that sound so like much you? i about myself
1: today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where Mm -hmm. they can stay connected with you
1: online. My Instagram is at Jacqueline Genevieve's J-A-C-L-Y-N-G-E-N-O-V-E-S-E. Um, And my website is jackflash.net, J-A-C-F-L-A-S-H.net.
0: Perfect. And I will also have it within the description so they can click on it and go straight to your page to follow you. Thank you. You're welcome. So the final part of the show, I usually call it a walk in her stilettos. Today, we're going to call it a walk in her boots. And it's where, Okay. so they're like reflection questions. So you say Mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) No pressure. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years?
1: I would say like going to events and like Mm. obligations. Like,
0: yeah. Love it. I totally agree with you on that one. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years?
1: A big one for me lately is diaphragm breathing and just being very conscious of my breath from the minute I wake up until I'm falling asleep at night.
0: Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. And that could be money, time, energy?
1: Um, I would say my my house. We purchased a house two years ago, and I've been renovating it. And I just put my heart and soul into this house. And I'm such a homebody that it's just like, oh, I love it. It's just like <laughs> such a haven for me. So, yeah, I think my home.
0: Love it. Okay. What failure has taught you the most about life?
1: I would say closing closing my clothing store and that – um. Yeah, just cl- closing one door is not the end, the be all end all, and that it can open many other doors for you.
0: Love it. Let's see, maybe one or two more. Name a book that has
1: changed or greatly impacted your life. Oh, A New
0: Earth. <laughs> Perfect. And <laughs> um, last one, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why?
1: <laughs> um, It would be, I don't know where, but I think it would be um, a billboard catering to women. And it would be my slogan, my fitness by Jack slash slogan, which is let's get strong together.
0: I love it. I love it. I want to thank you, Jacqueline, for coming on and taking the time to share your gems with us. I truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome.
0: And to our guests, until next time, download the Awaken My Stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. Make sure you rate the podcast on Apple, leave us a review, share your comments. What do you think about what Jacqueline had to say? Do you have anything to add? We'd love your feedback. And continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.